Welcome to the Whittier Wild Chat. I'm Dominique Betancourt, your co-president of the PTO. I'm Olivia Schreiner. I'm the chair of the book fair. And I'm Justin Witte, a member of the beautification team. Every week we break down the PTO rundown news and cover all things Whittier. Welcome to another episode of the Whittier Wild Chat. This is episode 11, week 13. The vaccine clinic was a huge hit on Friday night. It started at 4.30 and we, that Whittier hosted the first of two vaccine clinics. So volunteers that came uh, were doctors and nurses, and they vaccinated over 275 kids. Yes! If you take into account all the kids who got their vaccinations at doctor's offices, other locations, we're probably a high percentage of students getting vaccinated. Absolutely. I think this is going to be such a huge win for us coming back after winter break. Um, the PTO was there. We handed out as many balloons as we could as kids came in. But if anybody doesn't know, there's a helium shortage. So oh. we could only get so much helium. It's a um, finite resource. Question. You said first of two vaccine. The second one is for the second shot. Correct. 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 So we got the second shot. I think that's on December 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so it was, I mean, the kids came in. They had all kinds of, um, how do I want to say this? Like, sort of checks in with the kids. So you checked in and there's all the Whittier staff. So kids felt really comfortable as they mm-hmm. walked in. I mean, Mrs. Baker was the greeter, right? So she awesome. knows like every kid. And then you walked into the lunchroom and they had poppets. So everybody got a poppet. They got a sticker. Then they walked into the lunch, um, into the auditorium. I was watching a movie for 15 minutes and then got another sticker. So I think these kids were just like, this was kind of easy. And then if they were let's say a little challenged. Then they had a whole room, comfort room dedicated. They brought in a therapy dog. Hmm. So they really tried, I think, to cover all their bases and did some great great work. Um, But when you see everybody at the school, any volunteers that you know were there, give them a huge high five because they were probably there till 1030, 11 that day. It's a great effort. And of course, if you were unable to sign your student up for that, Free vaccines for kids are still available at uh, pharmacies and doctor's offices. So Absolutely. there's still plenty of opportunities to make sure that we're all protected going into the winter. Yes. Yes, indeed. December is about connections. We have a theme month. It's connection month at the PTO. What's the, what's the theme? Connections. <laughs> <laughs> it is connection month. At the PTO. (laughs) (laughs) And we have two of these events coming up this month. One of them is PTO Yoga, which was rescheduled from this week. Um, And it's now going to be on December 4th. Uh, And it will be uh, in the morning. 11.30. 11.30 at the... um, Park Formula Fitness. Yes. Nice. Hosted by... One of our very own Paige Bartley. So please register for that. There is a button under Whittier events, adult events on the website. And um, that is our first event. And the nice thing about that event is even if you forget about it and remember that day, you can still show up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's only $8 for the class. I'm sensing a theme on these events. 
What's Maybe that? there should be like a, a theme about connecting in December. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other thing about the yoga sense? we mentioned before the last event, you can come at any level. She's going to take beginners. She can work with the seasoned yogi. Um, she can work with anyone. So please come to that yoga event. The second event we're going to have so far in December is called Calm Play. It is a play date that will be nice and quiet and we'll play with blocks and Legos. Everyone is invited uh, to play at the Dole Community Room and that will be on December 12th from noon to 2. Speaking of connections, as part of the PTO efforts to connect parents with each other, different families, and children in our school, community member and parent Amy O'Day has volunteered to team up with Sarah Swagler to be co-VPs of parent engagement. Way to go, Amy. Amy. So, Dominique, what is parent engagement going to be responsible for? So, parent engagement is responsible for connection we should do a month about that yeah right i think it's december um so you know parent engagement is really about i i put it into those three buckets right so how do we help families connect with each other right so that might be within the class might be within grade level doing events where the whole family can come a good, I mean, even though it's a fundraiser, I think the Wolves game that we're working on for February is a perfect example of that, right? Where the whole family can come. And then you have the other bucket, which is really about connecting adults, right? So how do you connect the adults within Whittier, parents, guardians, with each other to get to know, to feel more connected um, to each other? And then, of course, with kids, WISE is our huge program, right? That really kind of falls underneath that. Um, but how do we start expanding beyond that a bit to other kind of smaller ways to connect kids with each other, it's like play dates and things of that nature? So there'll be more to come with that, and I'm sure it's going to be great. Amy and Sarah are both excellent, and I'm sure they're really going to just do an amazing yeah, job. Yeah, they have tons of ideas. Um, and so we had some more ideas come from the November 4th um, PTO meeting. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week we're going to talk with leadership and really kind of sort out how we want that to look, right? So over the next three to four months. So more to come. And I think December is just the first kind of uh, piece of that, right? Doing a couple events, see how things go, and then we'll keep it going. December is a good month to connect. I concur. Yes. Another thing you can connect with is your child's art oh, through how? Nice. the Art to Remember program. Oh. Could you tell us more? November 15th, Monday, today is the last day you can purchase products with your child's art on it. So your arts, your child's art has been connected <laughs> to products. I like it. Um, like cups, pillows. Uh, you can get a little canvas wrap to hang on your wall. I got oven mitts for grandma. I'm so excited. Oh, that's great. My father asked for a mouse pad. Oh. What? He still something, uses a mouse something only a grandfather would ask yes. for. <laughs> and I have a mouse pad. Um, and so, a lot of cool stuff on there. Stickers. Um, over 60 products, in fact. Many less than $15. And there is a kickback to the school. These make excellent gifts, as you can see. And uh, so do that today. And I think then it gets shipped for free. Yes. Uh, if you, yeah. Right. So. That's the big win on that one. Yeah. And I mean, I can't even express what perfect gifts these are I for know. family and friends. Like, And most importantly, if you have an older kid, 
I noticed that all of Fiona's artwork from over the years is in there. Yep. Yeah. So then you can kind of pick and choose right. which ones you like. So I, I think it's an excellent way to sort of tick those off your list. I love the art to remember. Since we're speaking about merch. Yes. Whittier Wear is here. Yes. The sale is open November 8th through the 23rd. You can get long and short sleeve shirts. I got a short sleeve shirt. Nice. I got a long sleeve shirt. Ooh, I got a beanie. All right. Sweatshirts, <laughs> sweatpants, hats, and magnets. We also got magnets. I got <laughs> I got two sweatshirts. I'm so excited. <laughs> Deliveries will be made in time for the holidays, and orders will be delivered to students in their classroom, or you can opt for shipping directly to your home for those of you who maybe aren't around the classroom. Grandparents. Or don't trust your kids. Or, or don't, don't trust your kids. Don't trust your kids to bring them home. I think they might sell those sweatpants on the <laughs> way back. Hey, hey, here you go. Here you go. There's a paw. These are wonderful. If you haven't checked them out, there's a lot of options. Um, Way more for, than we've ever had before, yeah. by the way. So I think yeah. this is a big change up, a great win. Christine has been leading that effort with uh, Vince. And I think this is just great option for us as we look forward to what is maybe we do a spring one, right? right. And how do we kind of change it up? So I think having, um, I can't wait to get my beanie for some reason. Yeah. I love me a good salad beanie. Mom, if you're listening, you should check out the Spirit Store on the website, <laughs> whittierpto.org. There's a cute beanie. Yeah. It's true. And for grandparents who spend over $5,000, <laughs> there is a special incentive that we're not going to reveal yet. Oh my God. <laughs> It's yes. called the Who Loves the Kids the Most Award. It's true. It's true. So if your grandparents like to like to have competitions with each other, this is a great way to to, to fuel that. <laughs> P.S. Dinner Ready. This is our other fundraiser we're running um, throughout November, perhaps into December as well. But this is an opportunity to skip making dinner for a few nights leading up to Thanksgiving. Um, and you can pick homemade meals from PS Dinner Ready. You head to their website, you select your dates and meals online, and then you pick it up at the Oak Park Temple. So very quick, very simple. It ends November 19th. Uh, so make sure you get your meal today. Share the warmth. Follow-up steps. Kids Closet is open Wednesdays from 3 to 5 and Saturdays from 9 to 11. Anyone can walk into the shop. Kids Closet charges $3 for a coat, gloves, hat, and a scarf. This cost is waived for clients who are referred by social workers or charitable organizations. So what a great place to go and get set up completely for winter. And it is here. Winter is here. And it's $3 for a coat. The whole thing. Or, a glo- or the whole package. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I thought it the was. The way it's written, it sounds like yeah. the whole package. Yeah, it might be. I mean, that would make... The, the share. This is yeah. the share the warmth. Yeah. It, it's on their flyer like that. Wow. So if that's the case, oh, <laughs> that's man. a great deal. Yeah. And I mean, this is part of the follow-up from the... Um, the gear drive, the winter gear drive that all of the PTOs had done. Mm-hmm. And actually what has come out of that is um, an anonymous donor was so um, taken aback by our efforts that they have donated $50,000 to the too. entire PTOC, which is the PTO council. So wow. all of the schools will get um, a cut of that. All the PTOs will based on um, some numbers driven by our, um, uh, how many kids we have or families enrolled into the free reduced lunch. 
Um, so that, and there, we don't know if there's any real parameters around it, but it's really push a real push to how do we help use that? How do we use that money to help families in need? And this has been a big thing that I've really wanted to do at the PTO is create like a fund where anytime a family needs something, they're, you know, talking with the social worker or the front, they could use that to make purchase. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get more details about that. Leadership will get together and talk through ideas. Would it be safe to assume that it's really the podcast that probably inspired this donor? Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. can we just no, say totally. that? Sure. Yeah, probably. The, the sure. efforts of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. We have, yeah, okay. totally makes sense. I do want to mention that the kids' closet is located at First United Church. So, if oh, excellent. Yeah, yes. yeah, it wasn't on there, and I wanted to make sure we know where to go to the kids' closet from 3 to 5 on Wednesdays and 9 to 11 on Saturdays. It's at First United. Perfect. Hump Day Cafe is this Wednesday after drop-off. So again, it is getting a little chilly. Mm. So I think bringing your own coffee yeah. and have, sitting down, just hanging out for a little bit. Make sure you wear a beanie. Maybe not your new uh, Whittier beanie, but soon to soon to see. And just hang out with <laughs> You are so excited about that beanie. I can't stop. (laughs) And so right after drop-off, you'll meet up at the Garden. um, What is that? The Garden Learning Center? The Greenleaf Garden. Greenleaf Garden Learning Center. That's a a great uh, event to join, and Sarah Swagler leads that. So she'll be there if you have thoughts, questions, anything else. Do you think that the Wildcat's going to be there this week? Ooh, man, that's a... I'm going to say it's a roll of the dice. (laughs) Well, it seems like a great way to connect. It'd be a good. There seems to be this okay. theme of connect. I mean, even though it's in November, is that November's yeah. theme connection? Oh. No, it is December's theme. Every week, we like to speak with guests about what's going on in the community, and this week we have a fantastic guest, Nurse Hillary. Yes. From Whittier Elementary, best nurse ever. Uh, known for all of her tireless efforts after over these past few very complicated years. Um, and also, of course, you know, she literally saves lives at Whittier. Ooh, more to come we'll on We'll hear that. about that. So here is our interview with Nurse Hillary. All right, welcome, Nurse Hillary. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. So the very first question I have is, how long have you been a nurse at uh, Whittier? I've only been there for a few years, so I'm just curious how long you've been a nurse at Whittier. So I am coming up on five years of school nursing at Whittier, which is awesome. It's my- impressive. It is my favorite job so far out of all the jobs I've had in my life. Uh, what, what have you always been a school nurse? What else have you done? I, um, so prior to becoming a nurse, so I actually became a nurse as an adult in my adult life. So, um, I, what I went to college after high school, I went to, I actually grew up here in Oak park. So I went to Longfellow. My mom went to Longfellow as well. Just a little, Hey, we got a old schooler in our midst, Uh, right? Right. 
uh, Nurse well, Henry was just explaining she used to actually babysit in our house. So as we started today, listeners were on Zoom right now. She could see and she's like, oh, that looks so different. It's so crazy. <laughs> yep. Lots of memories in all of these houses in Oak Park for me. Um, yeah. So I grew up here in Oak Park, went away to college. After college, I moved to the city and I worked in nonprofit and I started working at the Illinois Kidney or, um yeah, Kidney Foundation. That's what it's called. Yes. Um, and I started doing a lot of work with doctors and nurses and I would go into um, clinics and I really loved the setting um, and just loved working with children who um, were just, you know, keeping up with school, but also like managing some chronic illnesses. Right. Um, so after that, I... Um, I had children and I stayed home for a little bit. And then I decided I was going to go back to school and become a nurse. So I, after nursing school, I went right into school nursing because I love children and I wanted to work with, with kids. And so I've been a school nurse for almost eight years and then um, five years at Whittier. And so what is it that you kind of love the most about it? When you think about being a school nurse, it's kind of different, I would imagine, than working in a clinical office or a hospital. So what is it that you really love about it? It, first of all, it is very different than working in a hospital or a doctor's office. I did a lot of, um, you know, my clinical hours in all of those settings. Um, but yes, I love being very personally involved with many of these families and children, right? Like I get to hang out with the kids all day and talk to them and educate them and take care of the kids with chronic illnesses, but then getting to know the families like you guys. I really love awesome. it. So this past week we did the vaccination clinic. How do you think that went? I think it went really well. Um, so I worked at all four, four nights, different schools. Um, so I saw how it worked at every single school a little bit differently. I think by the time we got to Whittier, which was Friday night, we had it down. We knew exactly how, how to run the show. And I think it went really well. We vaccinated a lot of our, of our students. I think it was like 250 or 270 students. Um, right. and it went great. I, there were, there was really nothing that I could complain about. The kids were troopers and, um, we have a, a large majority of our students on the way to being fully vaccinated. That's amazing. And I've been seeing a lot of um, posts on social media of parents posting of their kids getting vaccinated. And from some of them, you hear that the kids are really excited finally to get that vaccination. Did you get that sense from the kids coming through the clinic? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, there was a lot of tears. I think they, oh, no. I think it was like after they get the vaccine and they were like, oh, that didn't hurt so bad. Then they were like maybe moving into the excited phase. But the, when they walked in the door, there was just a lot of crying and screaming. And I just saying, kept saying to them, look at me, look at me, look at my eyes. Would I ever do anything to hurt you? And they were like, no, but then they would just continue screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I saw the, uh, the therapy dog was there as well. Do you, so what, what else did you guys do to kind of help the kids get through that? I know, um, my Luella had a, had a tough time as well. Yeah. And I think that's one of the ways we perfected this as we went over throughout the nights. Um, you know, 
well, Mr. Robinson got those poppet bracelets, which really helped. <laughs> so that was really smart because they were distracted by that. You know, I kind of came up and I had worked in a pediatrician's office while I was school nursing at the beginning. So I kind of, I had some experience with this, but really the distraction, um, you know, I had identified like, okay, look up on the ceiling. I want you to find three things that are pink, you know, and, oh, nice. and, and then like, you know, I'd l literally give the shot and then they'd be like, where's the pink thing? I'm like, there are none. You know, and then they would be like, what? You know, and we'd laugh a little, but, um, I, you know, our, our social worker was on hand. Um, we identified the nurses that really didn't mind holding children still um, while they were being vaccinated. And so those were the nurses that worked in that quiet room. Um, but really just that, that art of distraction and like, you know, Miss Ryan is so good with calming children down. She did a great job. Uh, at Whittier doing that. So yeah, I heard her name a lot. Miss Ryan, Miss Ryan, you're needed. Yeah. Miss Ryan. Ms. Yeah. Everybody, she just helps so much with yeah. she even calms me down. So um, you know, if I come to, to come to work exhausted or something like that, she just helps everybody get through the day. So, so what do you think is um what do you think happens next? Like for you know, for Ooh. families, like I get I think you know, some families had gone into pharmacies before. I'm assuming that any kid that was vaccinated at the clinic, you now have that information. So just making sure, you know, as we kind of go through the, the second dose and then we come back from uh, the holidays, like what, what do you think kind of happens next in this process? Well, well, so the health department will send out appointment links for the second dose. We, I, I believe that students may be just given that same time, but um, I think there'll be an opportunity to switch the times around a little bit, maybe the dates, but we'll, it, it will be three weeks later, right? So um, the health department coordinates those appointments. And then after the appointment, um, two weeks after the child will be considered fully vaccinated. And that's when we'll start collecting that documentation. Um, so we haven't quite figured out if the health department will go ahead and give us the information about the fully vaccinated students, or if we're going to want to see a copy of those cards. So that information will all be coming. Um, so parents do not need to email me vaccination cards. I mean, I've gotten some of them. And since they're not fully vaccinated, we aren't really changing our process yet anyways. So there's not much I can do with it. They still would be in quarantine if they were a close contact. Two weeks after, um, things will look a lot different for us. So, um, so yeah, the next step is just to go to that second appointment. And then we will um, start collecting or we'll, we'll upload all the names from the health department. We have heard uh, some rumors um, about uh, issues with the shield tests and newly vaccinated children. Are you aware that the, the shield tests might be picking up um, uh, you know, false positive cases due to the vaccination? No, I haven't heard of that. I think there are false positives sometimes with SHIELD, with all tests, right? Um, bottom line is, is that SHIELD still protects us, right? right. It is, I mean, it's, it's going, yes, some people may suffer because they may end up being in quarantine when they don't need to be. And hopefully we can somehow figure, catch that at some point and figure out how to get them out of that situation. But 
Um, I've seen more. I have not, I didn't, I haven't read any research on that. I know that shield does pick up particles of the virus and sm very small parts of the virus, but I mean, the vaccine, you sh I mean, it's, it's creating antibodies. It's not creating the virus. So I just don't know how that scientifically even could happen. Gotcha. Um, I, you know, so, so what do not, you think? What I'm do not you sure. Think will, what do you think will change then from a quarantine perspective? Cause I think that is like the, um, the bane of every parent's existence. And it's like our biggest fear is even sure. hearing the word quarantine. So once our kids are fully vaccinated, what changes with that? Well, I'll tell you. So let's say you're, this, your child's exposed. Let's say they're exposed at soccer practice or they're exposed at you know, a play that they're at or at school during lunch hour. If they're fully vaccinated and we have proof of that, they will not need to do anything. <laughs> there is nothing that needs to be done, right? So it's just like, hey, just wanted to let you know there was a case, but you should be fine because you're fully wow. vaccinated. And um, even, you know, I've seen even these vaccinated children who have gotten it, um, which I've heard about and known a few of them, um, you know, it's very mild because of, because they're vaccinated. Right. So, and they're, from the science I've seen, they're less likely to spread it because of their viral load being lower. So, um, so yeah, I just think a lot of, a lot will change for many families who have children five and up, five to 11. And then in terms of the, the school experience, is there any talk of this year masks maybe going away or playground rules being loosened so there's more interaction between groups? Or I have, I have not heard anything about that yet. I, I would guess that that will come once we, once we really gather the percentage of students, you know, we right. see who, how many kids are vaccinated. Um, it looks like it's going to be pretty high. And I would hope that we could step back a little bit from some of these restrictions. Um, and I, I think that's very possible. I just, I wouldn't be the one making those decisions. And I, I, I haven't been involved in any conversations where they've talked about it yet. So. Um. So when you think about the rest of the year, what is the one thing you hope changes between now and the end of the year? When, when you're thinking about, you know, all the kids that you're interacting with and so all the things that they're going through and all the mitigations, like what's like the one big thing that you would love, that you can't wait to see change as more and more kids get vaccinated, more and more adults get vaccinated and we're able to kind of better protect our community from the spread. Yeah, the one thing I'd love to, to I'd love to get to the point where we can safely see each other's smiles. <laughs> and I just like, there's so many of these children that, you know, I've watched grow up and they're like, you know, in fourth and fifth grade and I haven't seen their faces in two years. And every now and then they'll come in and I'll be like, don't say anything, but can you just take your mask down and smile at me? I just want to see how much you've grown, you know? And they do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so grown up. You know, it's just so different when you just see their eyes and their forehead. You don't realize so many of them have grown their adult teeth and they have this big smile and I'm like, oh my goodness, but really I don't get to see them, you know, and, and none of us do, right? 
And the mustache has got to be a surprise. Exactly. <laughs> the only thing is, I hope I haven't grown a mustache. That's hey what I'm worried about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we can't wait to find out if it's true yeah. or not. I have That's this practical joke. I have this practical joke I'd like to play on Mr. Robinson where I put on a fake mustache mustache, and just one day like slip my mask down and like do something random and he'll be like, what? You know, and we'll all start laughing. I just think that would be really fun. Let's just save that for April Fool's. I think we already, now we know. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? So I have another question if you don't want to answer, it's, it's totally fine. But as we are getting ready for this interview, Dominique and Olivia were like, well, you know, she also saves lives at Whittier. And they told me the story of three years ago when an, a staff member at the school had a heart attack and you actually came in and, and are, did you revive them or do you want to tell us that story? Yes, that was, um, I just still am like, oh, I can't believe that happened. Every now and then I walk by the spot in the hallway and I'm like, whew please don't let that ever happen again. <laughs> right. Um, it ended wonderfully. Uh, but it was, you know, it was traumatic. It's something you don't, you know, most school nurses don't encounter most nurses in any setting, unless you're in a hospital setting and you're right. on the team that's called and you're with seven other nurses at that time and a doctor, it's not very often that you're alone and you're doing that. So I, um, feel very lucky that, um, first of all, I want to give credit to everybody in the building because I feel like I've never worked in an environment where I could be so much myself and feel so confident about what I do. I mean, I'm being totally serious about that. I feel like, you know, I'm given the ability to just make decisions and it, that gives me confidence, right? It gives everybody confidence and we can do that. So I was able to take that situation and I knew what to do because I'm in a setting where I feel comfortable and confident. So yeah, so the teacher had um, fallen face down to the ground and we just knew, I just knew right away that it was, was different than just somebody fainting. Um, right. You could tell from the position and, you know, um, but yes, I, I yelled for the AD right away and started chest compressions and mouth to mouth. Um, Ms. McComb Williams was right by my side and doing, helping me get everything set up. Um, and we put the AD pads on and, you know, they, they did their job and I kept working away. <laughs> I can't believe how sweaty I got during that time. And by the time the paramedics had arrived, um, the teacher had, um, had, had color back. Um, so, and the, the teacher's heart was beating again. So we got very lucky. Yes. Well, I think we should all go unmute and if nobody's giving you round of applause, <laughs> right here, right here. That's I'm giving a round of applause to all the people that helped me. Cause there was a lot of going on around me. Um, yeah. So that was, that was something else to be a part That's of. So. That is amazing. It's, it's amazing to have you there at the school for our kids. Cause I also know for us as parents, you've always been very responsive whenever we have questions about anything, very informative, very positive. So thank you for oh, thank everything. You. It's, it's, really, it's really great to have people of your caliber helping our kids. Oh, thanks so much. Well, I just, I mean, you guys are my people, you know, that's all the way I've always seen it. And it's really like, you know, cause I'm in my town. I'm like, these are my people. 
these are like my, you know, so yeah, I just feel really connected to everybody. Even if I don't know them, I just feel like they're my town, you know, this is where I live. And so, yeah. Well, thank you again, Nurse Hillary, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and uh, kind of get a better sense of what's to come. So we appreciate everything that you do and being here today. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for asking me. And um, I look forward to um, continuing my work at Whittier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me some. Show me. Show me some. Show me. Show me some. Show me. Show me some. It's time for the community wrap up. Here we go. We have a few events going on. First up is Fast Pitch Softball Clinics. Pinwheel clinics are specifically designed for seven and eight year olds interested in learning the fundamentals of fast pitch, which honestly is no joke. Uh, I feel like my arm hurts just thinking about it. So clinics will focus on things like hitting, pitching, fielding, and you can learn more about that and sign up on whittierpto.org. Family reading night is PJ Storytime. So join librarians from the Oak Park Elementary School District and the Oak Park Library for PJ Storytime celebrating family reading night. This is on Thursday, November 18th from 7 to 8 p.m. So grab those PJs and snuggle on up to your computer because it's live on Zoom. You can register at whittierpto.org. Join the Girl Scouts this evening at 6.30 to 8 at a Girl Scout walkthrough event at Whittier Elementary. You'll meet right at the front doors, and this will be a walkthrough to enjoy taking home some crafts, a fun game, and STEM demonstration to learn more about the Girl Scouts. Take a look at the top news in the WhittierPTO.org to learn more about this event. And again, that's Monday, November 15th from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. So that brings us to the end of another Whittier Wild Chat. Um, is there anything you guys are looking forward to this week? Ooh, uh, well, I have a few shifts at the Daily Bagel. Oh, check out Dominique at the Daily yeah, Bagel. Slinging bagels. Making and, connections. Uh, make- <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm looking for it. My niece might have her baby this week. That's amazing. Yeah, so that'll be baby number three. So that's kind of exciting. That is amazing. We're having family over on Saturday and for a pre-Thanksgiving. Looking forward to it. Nice. I am looking forward to like all like the kids being like fully vaccinated and we go into Christmas just feeling real good about it. That's that's my I'm very excited about that. Long term for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the holidays coming up. Our oldest daughter just finished for Bravo performance. So there's a little, that's intense leading up to that. So looking forward to one more time. Nice. So, and I'm looking forward to the month of connections in December. Oh, touche. <laughs> Let's connect. All right. <laughs>